Hello, everybody, and welcome to another live recording of the Rants and Tangents podcast with Daryl Smith Jr., Shayla, and Ray Parker. And we are back after we skipped one week, and I think we were entitled to that. I think we are very consistent. Did you? Know, you? Against us Did you miss us? Did you miss us? We hope that you tuned into some of our previous recordings <coughs> because we got some of that hot heat out there, you know, tune in. But we're back. And everybody looks healthy and relatively happy. Shay rocking that dope, fresh, clean, fresh out the damn plastic Martin hat. It was. It was. I love fresh. it. Fresh out. Fresh out. I love it. And me, I need I, it. They can't catch it on the camera. Oh! I missed that. Damn, I wish y'all had a toy. I wore shirt for Ray, and I have a meme that I meant to send him. You know, because Ray's this huge Aladdin. I'm more Lion King. Ray's big on Aladdin, but we can all sing all the songs. So I definitely rock this for my guy today. Copy I appreciate you, I, man. It's, it's a large, folks. I am. I do wear a large. <laughs> this is not an intentional I, I can steal that job, basically, <laughs> yeah, Ray, is what he's saying. Ray take this shirt. It wasn't, I thought a large would be a, a large, and this is not. But it is what it is. So I'm good. I'm in high spirits. How about y'all? Yeah. Mm, very high spirits. Now, especially since I saw that. Uh, it's super dope. And no. guess where I got it? The Five Below. I knew you were going to say it. The five, five Below is the place for the t shirts. Oh, yeah. like, I'm going. I'm getting me one. It's the place for the t shirts. I want to shoot, you know, one size uh, larger. Mm-hmm. I probably need a large, and I'm, I'm a medium. So that looks like my size, just about. Because <laughs> I definitely put this on earlier, thinking I was going to wear it today. I, was, I just got it yesterday. I was so proud of myself. I like, yeah, rock the hell out of this shirt. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get a, you only going to get a good few wears out of it. Yeah, before it's got to go into the. Yeah, yeah. Yellow, so it's going to get some stains, whatever. But no, I can't do it, man. When it just make it to my waistline. You got to wear it to the gym, though. Yeah, I'm definitely you gotta, it. Yeah, you got to wear it to the gym. When it just makes it to my waistline, it makes me feel a little insecure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like I have a midriff. <laughs> <laughs> like you're wearing a belly shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, I never really been comfortable with belly shirts. Nah, for real. Looking like stab off house party. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. Ain't my type of height. <laughs> <laughs> real talk. Well, what's up, man? How's everybody? Two weeks, man. It's not even a week, but two weeks is going by. So, how's everybody's weeks been? I mean, I'm here. I'm blessed. I'm alive. I feel good. I got an interview on Tuesday. Let's go. Same space. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, onward and upward. Mm -hmm. Trying to build. To progression. To progression. It's not really the job I want, but it is. And put you on track. Progression of what I need to be. I've been a supervisor for, what, three years now? Right. Step it on up. Right. Mm -hmm. that's That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I um I had a my first formal observation from my supervisor for my student teaching program mm-hmm. on Wednesday Thursday. And it was supposed to be Wednesday, but the way the universe works is dope. Wednesday, my cooperating teacher, that's teacher I'm under, mm-hmm. had to get observed by a math specialist. And subsequently, because she had to get the like district's math specialist to see if she's um just teaching math properly, but subsequently, because they were there, she had to go to a meeting afterwards, and I got to do like the impromptu mini math lesson with the kids. But one of the specialists was there, 
and we kind of bounced off of each other. So it was really good to see him ask those hot questions, higher order thinking questions, stuff that I wouldn't think of. But I used that because, you know, I had that experience. I used that when my my um my supervisor was there on Thursday, and it really worked out. I did really good. That's did really good. I was awesome. really excited about it. That's awesome. I didn't realize teachers had specialists come in to like evaluate. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a teachers conference for a network for teaching entrepreneurship, I think in July or August. And there was a bunch of people like trainers coming into the uh vicinity just to like have a lot of cross training, I guess they go through, mm-hmm. where they'll go through go into another person's class and basically run a lesson through and then they kinda critique each other or evaluate them. I actually ran into one of the guys that was presenting there, he was in a, I don't know, I think he teach business in St. Louis or some shit. But um, his lesson, like the way he carries out his classroom, conducts his classroom, was amazing. Like just the way he keeps the kids engaged. It was like, I don't, like the first week he said, I don't teach them nothing. Like we just do team building exercises, team building exercises, just so we can get familiar with one another, how we like to interact. Shit, and man, then it goes and then he went into, you know, going through the lessons and high disciplines them and management, classroom management. He was like, my the, the students, the way they conduct themselves in my class is not... Because I guess he's teaching a, a tough area or whatever, but it's not. You wouldn't expect it, his classroom to be like that because every other teacher in there is having trouble managing that, those same students. Mm-hmm. And so they come into his classroom to see some of his tricks of the trade, but he was great. It also matters that he's a male? Black male figure. Um, he, he wasn't like a dominating figure, though. It was oh, very, man. his. it was, you could tell it was more so strategy than like just being, I guess, like his physical presence. It was more so knowing how to just manage behaviors. It was like being able to socialize with the kids and find ways to relate to them. It's like certain methods. You could strong arm it for respect or you can gain it through practice, through gaining familiarity and shit like that. Just being back and forth with it. And he also mentioned during it, like staying in tune with what the kids were into. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that when, you know, things are getting tough, he would have a point of reference for them because it'd be something relevant. Like, you know, Instagram and stuff like that. Sometimes where our teachers are out of touch with us because they're not into what we're into. So they don't even know what their parents go through this. They don't know what their students are into, but yet you have to feed these people information. But you don't know what their triggers are, you know what they're interested in. So you got to stay up to date with the time. I remember him talking about that too. But, it's really important. Yeah. Was, this week I was like compiling a list of books I want to read as an educator, but also with my bachelor's being in psychology but the crazy thing is the books overlap like Mm. they're the same books for education and psychology because it's all very important it's all very very important and another interesting thing is that most of these the must read books for educators are not by any americans at all like it's very few like it might be some currently on um just like classroom management and things like that, but mm-hmm. the like a few names are Piaget and Vygotsky, but they are kind of the people that introduce the social experience of a child into education and mm-hmm. how important it is, and it changed the game of education like across the board. I think. I think that that's the the disconnect with education. It's just like we never really kind of got, we never changed the strategy. From, I mean, things have changed 
minimally mm-hmm. since the 1930s. <laughs> like it's the same practices. We're getting taught some of the, the students are being taught the same way. And I always go back to the story about the lady who started Julia or whatever her name is. But she was basically deemed as mentally retarded or some shit when she was a kid. And all she just needed was somebody to figure out that she just wanted to dance. It's really important. There's another, it's a, um, a theory in education called uh, universal design. But it it kind of says that everybody has, a, like we always say, everybody has a different way of learning. And we have to figure it out. And it's like a test you can do to figure out what type of learner <clears throat> you are. But it's just a slippery slope because they put new genres of learning in like every few years. It's something more, something new, something different. And you got to respect it. But then it's like, damn, like, all right, you can't learn by sitting in the box. Like, right. that's not a way of learning. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up? But I think it's really important for all of us to know, especially educators, to know what, how your students learn. Like, mm-hmm. With without that, how can we reach everybody? And you have all these different levels in your classroom at once. You got to figure out a way to make it work. And you, I think, the stepping stone to that is to figure out each student individually. It takes mm-hmm. time, and it sucks because teachers don't have time. They don't have space for creativity. Mm-hmm. They it's, it's and they got to stick to. They have to a, a specific lesson, right? Like, they do. I mean, in some class, some schools, this the school I'm in now uh-huh. is not so tight, but like certain schools. Or is it like learn, metrics or something like that that they got to kind of yeah, adhere everything, to? Everything, everything, everything is teaching to a test after. Yeah, I think after second grade because they weren't. Um, I don't think the P the PSSAs, if I'm not mistaken, started third grade, but. A My second grade, graders already no, had third, no. It's third, third grade, third, but they third, don't have science. I think they're yeah. introducing science in a third grade yeah. coming up. But like my second graders already had a standardized test already. But it's to see where they are mm-hmm. to kind of gauge where they are and what their goal for the year is going to be in reading and math. I'm I'm I've been really advocating for my daughter because she's she's probably at least a half a year ahead of the current. With the teacher in school right now. Mm-hmm. She's at least a half a year ahead. So I've already sent her teacher emails. Sent her teacher when I went to back to school night. Wrote a nice note. Like, you need to challenge her. Because she won't start being a problem. She ain't her bored as shit. Y'all teaching this year in first grade. Y'all going over letters. She known her letters for like three years now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this repetitive thing. So now, because the teacher doesn't have the either time, availability, ability. No, it's probably... Classroom mate. I think I counted 22 kids or 18 kids. She either doesn't have the time or availability to really give my child individualized, I should say, give her worksheets, give her something to do. I'm really working with her on learning strategies to not necessarily ignore what's being taught, but take it as a means of reinforcing mm-hmm. or to, I'm almost at the point of telling her to start doodling. But I really don't want her to start developing behavior. Yeah, I was about to say that. Sitting in there bored. Uh, That's what I used to do. Me. So when I used to learn shit a little bit fat when I was in elementary school, I used to whiz through my shit really fast. And a lot of time when I whiz through shit, I never really had to try as hard Mm -hmm. as certain people. But when I got into high school, like my very freshman year, like me going through whole middle school, really not really having to try to work never challenged me. I'll never forget, Mr. Eddie class and Mr. Donchester's class challenged me because I actually had to try all of a sudden. And my first marking period, the first time I ever got an F in my life was in Mr. Eddie class. Like, never 
ever fell the course never even breathed on it. Everything was easy. So me not having to try, I would take my homework home, whiz right through it. Didn't never have to really apply myself in school. Shit just came to me. Yeah, I think, think it'll get there. That's exactly how I was. I don't think I got challenged until high school. And even even in high school, it was just like, you had to now study. I was challenged to pay attention. I wasn't even studying in yeah. high school. It was just pay attention more. Then once I got to college, certain classes I was like, you had to fucking study. To study yeah. <laughs> you can't just listen no more. Right. My high school was just here. I was always, I've always been able to learn by auditory and visual. So you can write it and I can learn it. You can say it and I can learn it. Or I can do it and I can learn it. I'm a practice so dude. it makes me a practice. It all works for me. So it always was easy for me. And I'm thinking my daughter is going to, for a while, I remember being super frustrated doing homework. Like, how come you're not getting in there like I got it? But now that she's got it, I'm like, what do I do next? Because mm-hmm. she said that she was being homeschooled. It was crazy that she said that to me. Because I just never thought about it that way. It's like, yeah, I go to school now. I got to come home and be homeschooled. I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, I really was homeschooling. <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is, because you won't be advanced. But no, now I think that's something that I have to think about. Because I don't think, I'm not going to regret it. No. But I got to find a way to challenge her and hold her teachers. I don't know, can you hold a teacher accountable to challenge your child individually? I, I think the teacher has a, a, a guide. <laughs> like, she has something to stick to. Yeah, Whatever. but also I know in much of the curriculum, I don't. I mean, I can't only imagine in first grade. First like grade. curriculum is literally they have everything mapped out. I have a book. I wish I would have bought it so I could show y'all. But the curriculum book, it has the weeks broken down. It's themes. It's like six of them that they got to get through for the year, reading specifically. And it's themes. Each book is a theme, and the weeks are broken down, and the days are broken down, mm-hmm. and it's all very strategic. But also within that, that's like. There's the the core kids, like where everybody kind of falls around, but then they have something for, they call it, it's a reteach. So it's for kids that might not be where everybody else is. So they would get this type of work instead of that type of work. And then they have enrichment for kids that are above where they are. Mm -hmm. So they probably have that. The issue is... Wasn't that MG for us growing up? There's always a name for advanced placement. Yeah. What is it? It's actually one of the... One of the how many categories is it of um, special education? Like it's still considered special education even yeah. if you're advanced. It's um. Yeah, AP classes. I remember being in elementary school, and I think I'm pretty sure my dad advocated for me. He mm-hmm. was putting me in. Remember like the 24 challenge? Mm-hmm. You won card. 24. Yeah. You had to make 24. I Third grade. I never forget. I used to love that game. And stuff. I don't see that. I mean, they I do don't see activities, that. but I don't see yeah, that. Yeah, we sit in the library and have literally they, tournaments. They take me out of class. Yeah, <laughs> like, and just to go busy, play. Make me play that 24 game. Maybe and they really have, 24 had me engaged in math. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Because it's a challenge. You see, is you're not in the same classroom with a person. It'll be like two top people in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Then you see this person in another classroom who we all brought together through this 24 challenge. And he's just crushing it. For me, it was like, oh, well, maybe I'm not the smartest. Because you're yeah. so comfortable just feeling like, you know, I'm the top dog. What the fuck I need to try for? I took a mean L. Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, but let's get to some of these topics, y'all. All right, yeah. That's just... Where do I want to start? I think Me Too is always a good place to start. Me Too. Me right. <laughs> Too. <laughs> so we got two Me Too-ish 
type of thing you can discuss. We can talk, you know, Bill Cosby. The Cos. The Cos is now doing three to ten. Three to ten. Three to ten. Found guilty. Give him my man Jello Pudding Pops. <laughs> so, you know, it all comes for a circle for him. And honestly, I don't know if it may appear to be contrary to the things I said before, but I'm happy he's in jail. I'm happy that it sets a precedence, and I'm hoping that a lot of these other high-profile men start getting some time, too. Mm-hmm. Because I'm still thinking about... I'm not trying to do the comparison. That one guy who was caught raping a girl that got, what, less than a year? Six months probation, Six months right? and then got probation. Yeah. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> and that came to college. I can't think of things with the swim team and everything. But I Texas, right? That, I don't Behind that. the dumpster? Behind that the dude. dumpster, yeah. yeah. He was both drunk or she was at least passed out drunk. Yeah. But still, I'm just like, yeah, I want to see... I don't know if three years is significant time. I've never done three years. <laughs> three so, days is significant yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you I figure every day. I know when I was held, that was I, that was significant time for me. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Because the loss of that freedom is it's, so yeah. real. Like, I literally can't leave can't this do nothing. freaking cage. And I nobody's in a rush you. to do anything no, for you. Everybody, yep. Don't give them nobody to fuck what you got going on. It's another nigga taking his shit right there. And they ain't got nothing like, but time, oh, player. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. And God forbid it's Friday night. Time literally stands still. Huh? That's it's, uh, Bill Cosby's agents want to play a part next yeah. year, 10 years. They say he's right like, next to the infirmary. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. because he needs assistance because he can't even walk. That three years, <laughs> yeah, that three years at his age is much different than three years. Because so you think about it, for him, three years is at his age a lifetime. Yep. So you can't even pass the time reading. <laughs> that was <laughs> not trying to be funny, but yeah, think about it though. Audiobooks. Yeah, listen to audiobooks. He can't. He probably wake up early as shit. Well, I don't yeah, know what he gonna do. Yeah. No, they I'm said uh, they're gonna keep freedom. him in general population until it becomes a problem. Yeah. Until unless it becomes unless his celebrity becomes a problem. That's what they said. I don't know. That's the waters. Now it's Harvey Weinstein. No, he's gonna get some time. I don't think he's gonna get no time. What about uh it's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. I think reason why Weinstein won't get no uh, no time is because his shit is literally intimidation. Like, no, no, no. He, they, the one that he, they charged, I don't know, oh, he got charged him? with a rape for New York. Well, I, I feel like they might have charged him or they presented charges against him yeah. in New York because it wasn't for rape. He was, I think, I, I, I'm gonna misquote it. Oh, uh, they'll find something. He man. pulled out his dick. He was like, uh, he was being very inappropriate. <laughs> so it was he things he did in New York. That I believe he was even charged for, or they were planning to charge him for. Mm. I haven't heard much about Harvey in a while. Me neither. Yeah, they let that blow under. But they got killed Bill. They got Bill. I, I, Mr. I, Huxtable. So can the Cosby Show come back? Because I feel like it's, even I though watching on stuff, come on bounce. Or something? <laughs> <laughs> bounce. Yeah, it's on bounce. Six. Yes, bounce. <laughs> bounce. Nine cable. Bounce. Nine it's cable. It's, yeah. If you bounce. go to some of your old relatives, I was you gonna watch bounce. They watching bounce a uh, UPN or whatever though. that shit is. Oh, yeah. CW. They got the CW. Ride. There you go. Yeah. Not UPN. A CW. Shit. My mom be watching uh 
fucking Bounce, CW, and the Game Show. Well, I mean, the Game Channel, GSN or something like that, Game Show Network. Fucking watching Family Feud. That's okay, the only time I'm watching. Because I feel like the Cosby Show, like Blackish, is in I think a similar vein, but I don't think you can ever replace the quality. No, Cosby Show was good television just for the simple fact of what it represented. Yeah, right. Doctor Hustable, Private Practice. Now I think about it, he had a practice in his basement and was mm-hmm. a doctor. That shit is creepy in itself. <laughs> That is actually a common thing. I don't think it was creepy. It's creepy when I'm thinking about it in light of what he actually oh, turned out <laughs> to be. But And then what his wife was a lawyer. A lawyer. So, I mean, what it represented, a whole family there, a, a, you know, gang of kids, kids, mm-hmm. right. Like, it just represented, if I had to have the life, really that would have been it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was um, I think it was this meme I read, and it was just about like homosexuality and like kids shows now. And they were like, um, "Y'all worried about y'all kids seeing something gay on cartoons because you think they're going to grow up to be gay, but y'all grew up watching the Cosby's. Y'all did not graduate college. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all are not doctors. Y'all are not lawyers. Like, <laughs> That's funny as hell. Hey, <laughs> One of the uncomfortable conversations I've been seeing about, or not, I mean, not uncomfortable, just like off-putting conversations I've been seeing about Bill Cosby saying is people, um, a lot of black people, black men are like, um, man, if, if, if nobody else get time, why should Bill get time? And it's, I, I get where it's coming from, but in that same breath, you're saying Negate what he did. Yeah. So, See, uh, yeah. For me, <clears throat> it's apples and oranges. You can't come into it with like the drug offense type mm-hmm. of saying the same thing. That's that is a problem. Right. But that's a separate issue. Sexual assault is sexual assault is sexual assault. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see anybody getting six months for sexual assault. Three to ten years. I don't even know what's fair. For Bill Cosby, that makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. For the guy, the swimming guy that raped a girl, the, I cannot remember his name. Three to ten years, I don't know if I think that's fair. I, I think it all depends on uh, what know. you did. Now, Bill Cosby was a serial rapist. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. No, I'm not player. No, but he got convicted. Of- listen, I was saying, I was, I, I'm switching my energy because I was saying, listen, I didn't like how it went down Yeah. because... You're charging him for this one person. You shouldn't be bringing in all these other people to speak their piece. But at the same time, when it's 60 people, 60 women, for me, more than two, you probably did something. I'm not saying you raped. I'm not saying, I don't know what you did, but you probably did something. Absolutely. If it's more than two women coming out and saying, no, no, excuse me, he did something to me too. Right. Then I'm like, oh, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't get with, like, we can even transition to Brett Kavanaugh. I don't get with this whole, oh, this is a democratic scheme. Not when it's two women who have said something and a third who said she witnessed him doing these type of behavior. Yeah. Getting women drunk with the intention of having them gang raped, watched him spike the punch at multiple parties. Yeah, that's wild. If it's... Now we got three women. That's pretty much my threshold. Yeah. <laughs> in the world of science, in the world of medi- um, in the medical field, like three, three cases of something 
makes it a thing. It's a yeah. Thing. Like, it's a thing. After three cases of it occurring, it's a thing. It yeah. can be something that could be in a medical journal if you write it's about. A it's wow. a thing. Yeah. I, I think with the... I can't say he didn't take no yams. Just back to the cause. He said he was giving him quaaludes. This is... This is that whole interview he did was it Larry King mm-hmm. way back in the sixties, yeah. and he was talking about giving him Spanish fly, and then whoa, like that was incriminating enough. Yeah, um, I find it even if we can raise some type of suspicion as to the uh, Constant situation or any other woman, like this is how I look at it. Yes, I get going to somebody's private quarters. Now, the expectation shouldn't... This is me being the devil's advocate here, but roll with me. But anyway, I get if you come into a man's quarters or a person's quarters. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to suggest that you should have sex or have any intentions on having sex, but uh, there could be a false expectation from that person that you're coming to engage in some sexual act with them or that you would be willing to while in their space. There are people that think like that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. No, that's not unfortunate. Yeah. Not so... With that in mind, if you go to this man's private space, if he invites you to his hotel room, if he invites you to his bedroom, his office that's private, unless it's in an office building, but like it's private office in his home, anywhere in his home or a hotel room, personal quarters, you have to, I would use judgment to say this is not a good space for me to meet you at if I'm just coming with the idea of meeting you or mm-hmm. we're just talking. Dude, if we're not on a date, this is no reason for me to be in your personal quarters. Off of that because that's what my original energy was. Right. In general. Just a general rule of thumb. We have to be wiser about the situations that we put ourselves in. And that's all I'm saying. For me, having never taken sex from anyone, I can say my truth is when I was living that type of lifestyle, very promiscuous, getting and popping, my whole phase. You come to my house after 10, 11 o'clock? What are we doing? Yeah, what are you here for? So I have literally said those. You gotta be careful in those. Before, yeah, so. you gotta be careful. Because I'm not taking it. But you, I remember, I can think of one situation real clear because it was 20, you know, maybe four or five years ago. I'm still hoping. She was like, oh, you know, my, I'm still with my, she started crying and shit. That don't make me feel comfortable. <laughs> start crying oh I'm still with my boyfriend and I am going to break up with him but I really can't cheat on him I remember saying this very clear yo what the fuck are you here for and I'm not trying to be mean and I'm still saying what I was saying to her what the fuck are you here for and I'm not trying to be mean but he was talking about fucking and you came here what did you think I was trying to do exactly well, I don't want to talk to you like that we talked already I'm trying to have sex. I kicked her the fuck out. I did pay for the But he don't kick him out. <laughs> he then proceeds to give these but girls you know drugs. <laughs> don't I do think that men and women have to understand some of the universal truths. That's not everybody's truth, but that is a universal truth. There's been songs about it. Two AM in the morning. You just met over. me. You won't let me. Well if I couldn't have it, silly rabbit, why are you sweating me? But at the same time, I'm not saying that makes it right, but saying, so understand, saying? Drug- saying understand the situation that you're putting yourself in. I'm telling you, this is why I'm, I'm not skeptical. saying you don't deserve to be raped. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you deserve to be raped. I'm not saying that. You I think these are the has the right to take something. No is no is no. 
But I'm saying you also need to be aware of the situation. Another situation. If you're going to have a very low cut top and you are rocking double Ds, know that people are probably going to look, men and women. You should kind of have that expectation. If it makes if you agree on that, if you don't want the attention, the situation no, yeah, if you don't want that attention, know. don't wear the, the shirt down here. If you don't want to get robbed, don't walk through the ghetto at two o'clock in the morning with gold on. Don't walk anywhere. I just anywhere think it doesn't make morning. nobody's act <laughs> right. I'm just saying the circumstances you're you could create a circumstance where something bad could happen and somebody that's a predator might try some shit. That's all I'm saying. Yes. So I was looking at it from the perspective of why the fuck was they at their room if they wasn't with doing nothing. But then when I think about drugging somebody to where they're incapacitated, they can't do anything to fend you off. I'm not saying that these women didn't want to have sex with them or not. I'm saying to fuck a dead body to me or a, a lifeless body. Like, I wouldn't, I don't think you should sleep with a woman that's too drunk. Even if this your girl. If she can't remember what she did that night, you shouldn't be fucking her. Like, if she's a corpse... Not a corpse, but if she's basically not able to lifeless, respond sure. or she's lifeless, I think there's something mentally wrong with you to be able to even go through with that. And mm. if he was drugging women, there has to be something wrong with that period. And that Spanish fly interview, like I said, is what did it for me. Let me know. You probably drugging chips. And if you did that, you deserve to be in prison. Mm -hmm. That's how I looked at it. Now, to say that these 60 women probably didn't want to give him no yams, I can't say. If you went to his private quarters to meet with him... For whatever reason that you had in mind, I don't know what that goes on in your head, even, but my head says if I'm meeting you in the private quarters, there's potential. Even if they there. wanted to give him names, he fucks it up. He violates once he introduces the drugs. The drugs, yeah. Because I'm sure, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm willing to guess, an educated guess, that at least somebody was willing to give Bill Cosby some names. And <laughs> 60 <laughs> women and showed up to your room. Like, and nobody wanted to give you no names. Once he decides to. Drug these women and incapacitate them, and again fuck a lifeless body. It's rape. There's no two ways around it. And he raped women, and every rapist deserves to be in jail. Just like getting chicks drunk and fucking them. It's the same thing. It's to me. the same thing. And whenever I remove, it's one thing to remove somebody's inhibitions. I mean, that's just surface in my mind. But once you really start to incapacitate a person, I mean, when you make her blackout drunk, you stop drinking, you still pumping it in her. I know. I heard a story of niggas putting water in a bottle and I've liquor in a girl's bottle. <laughs> and was drinking, take going shot for shot, drinking water the whole time, and got so that type of shit. Yeah, you under the jail. I'm sorry. Um, so I think Kaz deserved to go to jail for that fact alone, but I'm still skeptical about, I'm not just going to accept all those women's stories or testimonies as I was just 100% the victim. I'm sorry. All right. So what about you, Cher? Are you just going to accept any woman that presents that she has been sexually Violated. assaulted? Um, I don't know what it means to be accepting of it. I don't, I'm I can't. believe them. Are you objective yeah, or you're... I yeah, I got you. So, I was watching Fox News this morning. And so, just to give some background, this is about Kavanaugh. And of course, not of course, I shouldn't say that. But men and women were presenting like, oh, well, this is in a courtroom. It's very oxymoronic and contradictory. Mm -hmm. uh, but hypocritical. But this is in a courtroom, so there's no burden of truth. And the next breath. But she didn't provide any truth, uh, any uh, not burden truth. Uh, 
the burden of truth. This isn't a courtroom, so there is no burden of proof. Mm-hmm. But then they would say in the next breath, because she's presenting it, she has the burden of proof and evidence. She presented no evidence. I don't know how many people and how many years people have been presenting. There is rarely any evidence for a rape. Yeah. But for me, it's not. I can't really agree with you, Shay, because I am a man who has been accused of rape or sexual assault twice. One for a person that didn't even exist. So just a flat out lie. Mm-hmm. Another for really, I don't even know who the they, a name was never said for the second one. I associated with an incident <coughs> that was completely consensual. Mm-hmm. And she never said nothing about it. I'm not even sure well, everything was very public in that space that we were in when we were in college. So it was mm-hmm. easy for people to find out about who people were having sex with. But twice I have been accused of sexual assault. Never made it to court. Never made it to me even really getting formally or man, never made it to me getting arrested. But for me, because I have had false allegations, I don't know that I can just believe every single woman that says that she's been assaulted. And the reality is I want to believe them because I know how real it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm like, People lie. Right. I feel you. But that's the seat I've never said in. Sure. I can only speak from where I am. And I definitely, people lie. That's a fact. But I don't want to be a person that silences somebody because of what other people did. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want it to get, you don't want to cloud your judgment, basically. I think there's a space to give every woman a voice Mm -hmm. to hear every woman that speaks about it. I don't know if I have to believe everyone that speaks about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I respect that. I think the Me Too hashtag takes credibility away from the movement because it kind of makes, it turns certain people off from it. Because mm-hmm. then it's just like, yeah, I just want to be a part of something. Okay. It kind of encourages you. It's, it's just like any other tagline that we yeah. have. Just like it encourages people to want to have a story or want to. So now we're figuring out ways to be a part of this. Like maybe this was on a borderline. So. This happened to me. Well, this is my story. And then, like, the, uh, what's this dude's name? Aziz? Aziz, mm-hmm. Like, that, that situation that happened with him, where the woman turned the situation into, like, a scrape, where it actually wasn't. But I guess if you spin the story to be a certain way, then you can say that. But it sounds like a consensual situation through the, if you kind of read through the story mm-hmm. so I just I was know. like but it's just I like then it gets watered down yeah. so this is courtesy of MSNBC uh listen to this shit okay sorry I'll take that off oh, let's do this again groping a woman oh this shit here what is that at 18 I mean how many guys you know think that's no big deal even back then it was yeah. it's not a big deal it doesn't just take away she's talking to her daughter job to do what he needs to do because it's a big Because it's not supported by any facts or evidence whatsoever. Groping a woman, which is 
So she's saying, you know, nodding her head to her daughter. To her Two daughter. daughters. Her daughters are shaking her head like, yeah. Duh, not so now you're just giving your daughters the okay to let a man rope them. Rope them. Hold on. <laughs> that was my first thought as soon as I heard it. I couldn't even get past that. Yeah. <laughs> your mother is giving you, Yo. telling you that it's okay. So, there's, remember, we got to remember that there's that thought. Remember, mm-hmm. this is a woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's scary. Saying this. So I believe women like her validate me <laughs> for what I just say, and to a greater degree validate men who won't even go as far as I go. I mean, don't want to hear none of that shit. To hear that groping is just should be shrugged off, and what to be? I'm just so disappointed that she said that in front of her daughter. Yeah, to her, her daughter. To her, yeah. She's and her yeah, she looked yeah. back to her daughter said to say rights. To have her daughter's yeah. eye in agreement. That's scary. That's, that's scary. Because for me, you grow up with my daughter. It's going to be a fucking problem. For me, you might, you might as well let me not even say that. But for me, it's all in the same ballpark. Yeah. You raped her in my world. You, yeah. you, you violated. I'm ready to go to jail. And I'll just say that with all my truth. I'm ready to go to jail. And so I don't understand how she could say that. On national television. On national television. And I don't that know. lets you know. Some I, people, hope, I think it was more political than anything. Yeah, I, I think that it was more just yeah. about the Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. I, really, I, feel like it, I feel like it was or her. I, I think, hope it was. I, I pray it was. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's a generation I don't really want to see, honestly. Yeah. We won't be right, out think here about that. Yeah. I just watched like, you. Point, point, baby. You <laughs> push it. <laughs> No, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, but that, that Kavanaugh situation has me scared to death. Cause like we all talk about how much we used to play in high school. Now I never sure. like pinned nobody down, tried to forcibly do anything, like sure. whatever he did. But at the same time, I'll be thinking, like, damn, back in the day we used to play catch a girl, freak a girl. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we used to do all types of but shit. Here's why you're ahead of it. Cause you have already why we're both ahead of it. Because we have already admitted it. So nobody can hold it against me. I've already said the thing. I have touched women's breasts and butts without permission. I have too. In all types of situations and parties and schools slept plenty of butts. Me, women feel... Because I've honestly had a woman tell me and it didn't hit me until several years later. She had sex with me because she looked up to me. I'm like, so? But in hindsight... I created a space where she felt like I took advantage of the position that she gave me mm-hmm. when she looked up to me. I don't want to live in a space where it's okay to take advantage of your position mm-hmm. or to just touch a woman or to touch anybody. Because I've had my dick touched many a times. I've had my ass touched many a times without my consent or permission or my thank you or my request, nothing. I don't want to be in a space where that's okay. But see, we ain't jumping behind the Me Too tagline. But I'm just saying, in order to have a story, certain people will jump behind the tagline. Now, it, there were dudes, but I'm just saying, like, I didn't, I can't, uh, yeah, I had my app, but I can't even fathom it. I didn't feel offended. So I can't, like, but like, some uh, people have. I know. I haven't felt offended, but I'm just like, bitch, don't touch my ass. didn't say anything about it, I don't think we should fault them for not saying anything and then at some mm-hmm. point saying something about it. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, <laughs> I fear the day. Yeah. The next day I'm supposed to say something. I'm still trying to figure out what just happened. Right. Dig this. So I was like looking further into this Kavanaugh situation, and 
it won't ever be a criminal case because mm-hmm. in 1982, 86, whenever it happened, um, Attempted rape was a misdemeanor and it only carried one year of a statute of limitations. It's so, different now, so in now Maryland, I believe, is the place, but it, they so, have to carry it. Yeah. It's one year because it's it's a misdemeanor. It's it's <laughs> attempted rape is a misdemeanor. You get over this shit in a year, right? Uh, <laughs> so you ain't going personal. And then so hey. from there, I was looking at all the different states and like because you know it's all different. It's based upon the state. It's based upon. Um, what state he from? That happened in Maryland. Maryland. That okay. was in Maryland. Um, so where you are plays a part. Mm-hmm. What it was plays a part. If it was actual forcible full on rape. So this is literally a, a character thing. Or um, what's the other thing? Oh, your age at the time. Like if you yeah. were a minor, if you were an adult. How old was he? Plays a part. Well, he was in high school. We're talking. And but one of them, he was in college. But no, college. this one was. Oh, okay. They say he used to turn the fuck up in college. They say he used to turn it up in high school. Yeah. Sound like it. Did, did you hear him talk about how he likes beer? Yeah. <laughs> you, I was just asking you, yeah. did you hear the um, Pulp Fiction in his Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Samuel Jackson? Yeah. Brad! <laughs> I love Every the internet. Yeah, time. internet yeah. is yeah. definitely yeah. undefeated. Never fell. That's crazy. To say, to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never drink to excess, but I like beer. And I don't fault anyone else for like beer. I love beer. <laughs> I've never confessed love, I love to beer. beer. <laughs> I still love beer. <laughs> no. I still love beer. Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't think that he has to not like beer. No. It's just, I think love. To love is a strong word. <laughs> like, wow. that's just, I love like, beer. Yeah, some like, people love beer. I have multiple vices. I don't think I love any of my vices. No. I, mean, I don't love. Well, I'm yeah. I'm scared to be addicted to any. I, I love potato chips. That's a lie. I love them. Yeah, that's your thing. Mm. I love it. But other than that, I don't love shit. You know your lady watching. Right? Talking about material. God damn, dude. Yeah, you can't help her. It's not you, my dog. Like damn. <laughs> Uh, he made the face too like the song. Like, come on, like, come on, fam, too far, fam. <laughs> you got balls. Like, yeah. God damn. That's a space for it. Yeah, man, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so the Kavanaugh <laughs> situation. Is, I mean, do you love wine or are you like? You just she like might wine. really but, love wine. Fine. She loves wine, but like love, love. We love wine. I, I love, love wine. wine. I never love the love wine. Yes. Very neutral, very mm-hmm. in the middle. 
he probes life, but also has a space for others, for why things shouldn't be, baby shouldn't be aborted after, say, four months. Mm-hmm. He's very neutral and even very innocent. Mm-hmm. Do you think that with those type of things in his history, and let's just say it's your 16, 17, 18, early 20s, 22 maxed out, you grew up and you realized that wasn't right anymore. You had a change in behavior. Do you think that should disqualify you from being not even, well, yes, in this situation, a judge at the absolute highest level in this country, but even to a lesser degree. So answer that to a judge at the Supreme Court, but to even a lesser degree, a judge, because you're in a position to be judging people. I've been thinking about this um, a lot, actually, because it's a, it's a serious question. Um, and I... Where I am now, I feel like he, we shouldn't ban him from, like, it's to say that he can't do this, is to say that people can't have second chance, is to say that if you have a second chance, your height, your, like, peak of second chance is this, you can't go beyond this, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's a society I want to live in at all. That's what makes it difficult. Yeah, we forget forget murderers faster than we forget rapists. Elaborate on that. We so a person that may have made a mistake and killed somebody in the past. Sure, I mean, it all depends. Or somebody that killed somebody. Period. Might have been in a certain mind state when they did it, though. They can come home and not have to put on Megan's list murderer lives next door. Sure. They can come home from prison. You don't have to register anywhere now. I'm okay with that registration. No, I'm okay with <laughs> Megan's. I'm not. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. But I'm just saying no, something's wrong you. with I that. Get I get it. I could live next door to a murderer, but not a rapist. There, there has to be some type of equitable balance between mm-hmm. how we're rating things and talking about it. There isn't no equivalency between murder and rape, I, but I, I hold them closely in the same vein, like. You're just as despicable. Sure. But I'm just saying at the end of the day, there can be redemption for certain things. And for this situation, it's a reputation thing. Just because we don't have concrete facts is literally her word against his. How we weight one's words, because I'm sorry, I don't remember shit that happened to me 20 years ago so much. I do remember traumatic things, but not blow for blow. You know what I mean? And she may have a certain memory of the event, and he may have a certain memory of the event, and they might be conflicting. Sure. So now we really have to say who we want to believe more, more than because he may not really remember strong arm. Well, he, may, especially if black out, fucked up. Yeah. So if he doesn't remember it going down that way, and she sees it that way, or like I said, their story is just conflicting. How do we hold her word? Or his word more true than the next, and can he hold that position to answer your question? I think he still can because he hasn't patterned that behavior again throughout his life. It was if it was something that happened then that could be questioned, then we can question that and we can have that point of contention with that story. But it can't be concrete, and if it's not concrete, then we can't hold it against him. I have to agree with both of you because for me, honestly, I don't want it to be okay. I don't want to say. That you can have a sexually assaulted person and then, you know, 
be a judge. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to be okay. But at the same time, I'm like, if I did this in my youth, like my real youth, not 30, 28, 17, like my real youth. Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out who I am. I know the base of what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a product of my environment. I'm a product of you know what's going on around me. And yeah, there got to be space to grow. Absolutely. Chances, a space to develop. Because I'm not the same person I was at 21. Absolutely not. None of us you are. Know, I'm not any women that made me well, Some of us are. <laughs> Touching the breast <laughs> without permission. Right. But at the same time, I just feel like, man, that's not right. But if, say, a girl came up today and said, you know what, I don't think that I'll deserve this promotion because one time in college, he led me to believe that he was still on the football team and I let him touch my breast and I didn't say no, stop, or anything. No woman has ever told me no or stop when I've touched her body. But now, you know, I felt like that was inappropriate. Probably definitely wasn't appropriate because I didn't ask for permission. I just went for it. She didn't say no, she didn't say stop. I had a handful of breasts. And I wasn't on a football team anymore. I learned think I would. Uh, that stopped me from getting, you know, this promotion. I don't. I, I would feel some type of way if it did. Mm-hmm. So I gotta keep that same energy. But at the same time, it kind of hurts me. Not, I don't know. Hurt is the strong word, but no, I feel you. It shouldn't. Like, yeah, do we? Why, right why are we here? Like, why do we have right to be in this space that we have to? Make this decision. I mean, we ultimately don't. They won't do what they want to do regardless. Because ain't nobody perfect out here. We all fucked up in some shape, way, or form. That's the thing. That's that's the thing. So we can do run a smudge campaign on anybody. If if anybody wants to do an investigation, we can probably the very people that's putting you in your position Mm -hmm. that can hand down judgment on you have shit in their past that they don't want brought up to the forefront. And that's what we kind of all do. We're all judging, right? right? Everybody around is judging others. And we don't see ourselves when we're judging others. Or we do see ourselves and are really judging others So in spite of that. So there has to be some notion given where we can accept the flaws of others because we can see if we were in their shoes, we wouldn't want those same things held against us. That's how we can kind of, I feel like we would get along better in this society. Because we can all have a smudge campaign. Huh? Two weird psychology too. Oftentimes when we're judging other people, we're condemning them in the way of condemning ourselves. Right. So we'll do this and we'll Projecting. say, Projecting. yeah, and then exactly. oh, I did this, so now I'm okay. Like, but it, that's not really how it all works. Healing doesn't work in that regard. Like, you gotta get right. My line yourself. is, or my favorite thought on that is, who the fuck are you? Like, who are you, really? Like, who are you to be judging? Like, who are you to say, you can't accept this? Mm-hmm. You must be that. Like, you must be perfect. You must not. You know what I'm saying? It's all in the knowledge and what people know about you. Now you know more about me. So invite me in a little bit. Let me know a little bit more about you. That's all. So I can't. I, I looked at the situation, of course, and had my feelings about it as far as, like, if he did it, that's fucked up. And at the same time, I don't know if he did it. So if he didn't do it and she smudged him, that's fucked up, too. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, I, I just can't exist in a gray area on some things. Like, with rape, I have to know. Like, there has to be some a strong... So, I sat on, I think I told you, I sat on a jury about, it wasn't rape, but the child sexual assault. It was actually her father. Ultimately, we found him no guilty of four separate charges. Uh, about 
child sexual abuse and child assault. You said not guilty? Mm-hmm. And we had the little girl testify, but there was so many flaws. The prosecutor didn't do a good job. The defense didn't do a good job. But it was because that they didn't produce enough evidence. And even in that moment, I'm like, there's no real way that really we can not. produce evidence that he inappropriately touched his daughter's vagina. Because really what it was, was that it was allegations that he was sleeping in a bed with his daughter. He inappropriately touched her vagina. Didn't masturbate, didn't take off his clothes, didn't do anything else, but inappropriately touched her vagina. That's hard to prove. And then for me, even as a social worker, I'm like, what did that look like? Because I have further questions. Because they picked me because I was a social worker. I think the prosecutor probably picked me, but that was her mistake. Because now I, she's not presenting enough information for mm-hmm. me. Because uh, I would have, I want to ask the girl questions. Right. Because usually there's some type of self gratification in it. Why he didn't? He was telling me he literally did nothing, and she did what's called a, a I feel like we call it a PCA. Anyway, it was a, uh, it's the Philadelphia Coalition of Abuse or something like that. I can't think what it is, but uh, they do all the uh, forensic interviews for children who have alleged sexual abuse. And the interview was good. She did a good job, but she never really got her to say how it went down or anything like that. And so it's so hard. Mind you, she was five. Allegedly happened at three. She was five when she's doing this interview. She's seven when she's standing, when she's testifying in front of us. So now I got th- we got three different stories. There was another problem. Why would you put we got to interrupt her? But why would you, you got to, you know, guide her to, mm-hmm. it was just, it's so hard to prove rape mm-hmm. and sexual assault. And so I think that just makes it, a slippery slope. That makes me want to lean towards to say and listen and believe, but then again, being in the situations that I have been been in, it makes me want to still be cautious and not necessarily believe every woman. It's just, it's, I think it's a difficult thing. I'm glad we're having these conversations. I'm glad we're in this space. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I feel we got a lot of shit to figure it out. Because it's our figure time, out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a time, and I think we're going to be the ones to be able to tip the scale. Well, we do know how to treat women now. I think that's a start. You know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it was all over TV. It was just normal. Like, mm-hmm. you, you see the the Greek the videos from the Greek picnics back in the day. You watch normal. girls going wild and shit like that. Like, you just, that shit was normal in, so- in society. So it was just like, now we're just now getting on board. We're just learning how to treat everybody. <laughs> like... As a, as a culture. Everybody thing. But mm-hmm. I think it definitely starts with the woman. Mm-hmm. I so. have a question for you gentlemen. It's a Brooklyn question. It was because <laughs> I was watching this. Uh, I think I tagged y'all in it. It was this um, series about men having discussions about the Me Too movement. Yeah, or just like that. things about men, like mental health, every type of thing. But this specific episode was about Me Too. And one of the questions that one of the men posed to the other men was, why? Because they all consider themselves good men, men that wouldn't do anything. Um, uh, it's a spectrum, they called it. It's a, you know, there's grabbing a girl's butt and then there's rape or something even less than grabbing a girl's butt. But it's it's a spectrum of things that could be done and while they might be here, they probably have engaged in something, but they can still consider themselves good men. That was how they described it. But one of the questions that he posed was what makes you why 
wouldn't you engage in something that would be considered a sexual assault or something that could be taken as offensive to a woman? Like, what makes you not? Like, what? why Why don't you do it? You want to go first? No. Um, yeah, no, I can go on. Um, why, why don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I was just, like, thinking on the question, like, what wouldn't I do? Or why? Why, why, why won't I do it? Why? I think why is that such a question? Yeah. That is something, why wouldn't I do something that would be considered a sexual assault? Or that's to my knowledge. To your knowledge. To your, I mean, that's all you can really go on. To right, because that's to my best judgment. Yeah. But why wouldn't I do something? Because I just don't want to violate a person. Anything that somebody would take as offensive or wouldn't want me to do, if you know what's your answer, then it's no. So I have to respect every part of that if you say don't touch my hat I'm not gonna touch your fucking hat mm-hmm. so I think just off of principle alone it's just like I respect people so I just won't do it, engage in it that's not me I don't have no problem violating a person that's my that's my truth can't get into a fight if you're not willing to violate somebody I don't can't think fight is a violation whipping somebody's ass in the ways that I am basically whipping <laughs> ass is definitely a violation <laughs> <laughs> So for me, it's really, it's chronological. It only came once I had a daughter. That's probably when it really came. Because before her, I was still very, very, very much into my whole phase. So fucking was fucking was fucking, touching was touching was touching. Being somebody who was molested, and then understanding that, dealing with that, processing that, I knew myself to be a sexualized person. So in a lot of ways it was true, but in a lot of ways it was also my out for my behaviors. As an adult, you know, even post 24 years old to this time in my life, the reason why I don't you know, sexually assault women or I'm not sexually aggressive towards women while being single or in my current relationship, it's because I I value women so much more. Once I had my daughter, I could see the truth of women. I could see how strong they were. I could see how smart they were. I could see how stubborn they were. I could see them grow. I could see the struggles. I could start thinking about what I was doing and if I would be okay with those same exact things happening to my daughter. Mm-hmm. And in probably more than half of the situation, I'm like, no, I wouldn't be okay with it going down like that. And so that just took my mindset to how we need to raise her to be able to defend herself and all these types of things. But the reason why I don't engage in those behaviors is because I now am able to think about the women that matter to me mm-hmm. and how I want them to be treated. And because now it's I would say it's probably started with my daughter, but then as soon as it started with my daughter, it blossomed yeah. to everything hit everybody that I care yeah. about. Because then you, you start seeing yeah, you respect same it. Thing. Yeah. And then you start same talking thing. to women, you start hearing about shit, and you're like, Word? Because I've never been a cat caller. Yeah. But then you I start noticing how other men call cat call women and then I start talking to women and hear about no nigga they're not just always calling me they mm. be touching me. 
Yeah. I'm like, I've never, see, for me, I've never, I've never gone that far. Right. That's why that video you sent was so that. funny. Because some dudes really don't know where their stop button is. Like, yeah. some dudes really are invasive and intimidating. So, I think it's weird to bother people. Like, just, if she walking past, just let her walk past. Say hi, keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Some dudes got to go all the way. You know what I mean? But I can agree. And and I think, dude, I was raised by nothing but women. So, I've always had a high respect for women. Like, mm-hmm. I literally... That was it for me. Like, I did not... I, my thing... Like, you talking about, like, violating people in a fight. I didn't... I don't care about dudes. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, I would I fuck you up. Women. I was raised, I feel like, primarily by women. I was had my dad there. But it was just my dad and my brother. Everything else was all women. Yeah. And I still don't think... I, I, I didn't value women I valued, the shut way up. that I valued them from 24 on. And I had daddy issues. So, me having daddy issues, I really didn't give a fuck about dudes. It was literally just, and, and not to mention, like, as I gotten older, I started to think about the same conversations we were having, thinking like, damn, like, that's like what old heads we probably was having about my folks or my mom and them, like, back sure. in the day. Or when you think, damn, I'm go, it goes as far <laughs> as this. <laughs> like, you know how you, like, the nightmare of catching your parents fucking and shit like that, and you think you slaying some pussy. Sometimes I come to mind, like, damn, like, niggas was probably trying to slay my mom the way I'm trying to slay this broad right now. You know what I'm saying? It just was like, that got I weird for me. I swear to God. That's how I that literally thought. It's just <laughs> weird. Like, that shit is oh, weird. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how weird it is for me. It's just like, yo, like, the same way I look at women and shit like that, like, these how niggas was looking at my mom or, you know, this just weird shit. But it's just like, you, because you forget that your parents we're cool. <laughs> like, sure. that they had their I lives, did. too. That they oh was in their God. 20s. Like, they was lit. Then a motherfucker. Then you think, well, how the fuck I got here? <laughs> right. Well, uh, thankfully, they was living their best life back then and doing what they do. But, like, and this come to remind, remember I sent y'all the, the porno videos and shit. The old pornos I found in my oh, crib. Yeah. The tapes and shit. <laughs> yeah. So I found uh, a box of tapes at my crib. So I got porno boxes from the 80s and then in the 70s. One was 1985. <laughs> one was from 87. They got one from like 72 in that joint. These is bush, you know, the bush pornos. Everybody had a bush back then. vintage porn a lot. Like, that's like my search engine when I'm really? You want these shows? You got VCR? <laughs> I give them to you. They VHS. But anyway, <laughs> that'd be my gift to you, you know, because I like to help friends out. But <laughs> nonetheless, it's just like, I was thinking like, damn, like, my grandpa was really, into this. my grandpa Jones, grandpa was, you know what I'm saying, he was a super yeah, savage back in the day. You know? And then you think super savage, dang, it was my grandma, I'm shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it all comes. Like, these are the type of things that you could just, you just have those moments where it's just like, we once lived, but it was just easy for me to kind of, so why not? Why wouldn't I? Because I wouldn't want to write, do that shit to I my folks. I respect both your answers. So I'll tell you what the guy said when he was asked. He said, I don't do it because I respect women. And the guy countered by saying, do you respect women or did you just respect yourself so much that you had to respect women because in not respecting them, it made you less respectable. It was deep. <laughs> it was a I lot. Think, but I think that was just, nigga. <laughs> you might not make no play. I mean, I think all this is layers to this. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you on top and women throwing it at you, you get a big hit. Yeah, I don't know, man. You push it. I think I think with dudes, 
we don't really think that deep into a lot of shit. Sure. Um, we are very surface. And that's, that was a part of the conversation that, that not even just guys, a lot of people just don't think more deeply into it. And they were saying, like, one of their arguments, well, one of their conversations was, are we really good men when we don't even really put enough mind power into this to understand it? Like, can we really call ourselves good men if we're not really doing the work to understand if we're not really partnering with people in the way that we could be partnering with, not even should, we no, could be No, but they with can. I, I think he's challenging them. Yeah, And no, we and should that, always challenge them. Yeah. Excuse me. We should always push one another to be better. But I think being a good man comes with intention behind it. You have to be fully aware of your actions mm-hmm. so that they're, because I, I feel like I can judge you. I can judge your actions by your intention, not by what you actually did. Like if you intended to do what was right in your heart, that could be because good to you could be bad for me. You that's know what why I mean? that's all it is built on intention. Like the which the act doesn't matter; it's the intention that matters. Yeah. But the road to hell was paved with good intention. It's sure. there. We go. Oh, that wraps it up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, that that Neo song, Good Man, kinda, that's my shit, but I, I could have played that right there. But yeah, that new Wheezy, that good Wheezy was, I, I was, I was intense. I was hyped as shit when I found out Wayne was dropping the Carter 5 this week. I just, I didn't know I was on an island a little bit. I was hyped that a motherfucker. I was, I, I literally watched the video. I'm excited. I just haven't, like, when I say I haven't had time, I haven't had time. Me and Devon was, like, vibing off of it yesterday, we... Listen to a few songs or whatever, because he was hyping shit. Like Maybe when that first lighter flicked, I'm like, oh shit, we live, <laughs> baby, we live. So if I haven't finished it. Twenty three songs strong, you know, when it comes back. Only like nine songs or ten, maybe even eleven songs in. <laughs> this is what I expected. There's some joints on there. You gotta like that uproar, John. The John Switch beat. Yes, yes. Mona Lisa John. His features are good. I like the Joe. It's not like a bunch of randoms. Yeah, and it's it's you had you Shanti. You like the John with like I like that. I like that. You like that John with um, what's his face? X X X. Don't cry. It was I mean, it's definitely what I expected. And so I've never been a super little Wayne fan. I'm, I don't even know if I can call myself a fan. But I definitely have liked some of his songs. But I think this is a, I think it's cool. I haven't heard all 23 songs yet. And I'm still working on it. It's supposed to be my workout music. Sometime I, I wound up on the podcast, so that happened. And I shared it with y'all. Did you listen to it, Shay? I did. Oh, come on. You right? Absolutely. No, you need to listen good, to it. Man, I thought you listened to it. I only it. share a good podcast. I know you it's do. Good. That was a. I don't want y'all. I don't want y'all to misunderstand and think that I just bypass these things because I'm bypassing these. No, things. no, no. And I know you got y'all shit, going. shit be going on, and I don't like. I listened to it twice through my run. I listened to it twice, and I shared it with a few people, um, just to spread the word. The message in there was gold. That's why I thought you should have really listened to it because you. I think you're on track and on pace with what exactly he was talking about. Um, this it was about your intentions in the universe, and you know. Well, yeah, back to that Weezy. Yeah, Weezy was dope. He he. These dudes, Ray and Paul. I don't know who sent the first text. 
It was me. <laughs> Super hype on Friday. It was me. No, Paul said that. That was Paul. 7.13. It was 7.13 in the morning. It was Paul first. I'm making noise, my son. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what's going on? I was hype. This, I think it's important. It's 7 in the morning. Why are y'all niggas Little texting? Come yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> it's a 9 o'clock thing. Dog, you <laughs> was in the room. Go away can't be denied, though. Like, he... I used to literally... All day, every day, listen to Little Wayne. I didn't I did even. Too. That was a part of my life. That was but us. It wasn't by choice. It was y'all. In my oh, room. No, yeah, I'm about to say. You come to my room. Little Wayne is on. If you came to my dorm room, Dedication One was playing. Dedication Two was playing. The Carter One, Two, or Three was playing. Like we all used to sit in there and listen to Little Wayne all day. Me, Paul, Leaf, Daryl used to be there. He I don't let any front. He. He likes Lil Wayne no, by default. I definitely like Lil Wayne. I had to be groomed into liking Lil mm-hmm. Wayne. I would say that. But yeah, I like him. Lil Wayne created something. He created this a whole... He ran the game from 2004. You couldn't turn on a station without hearing it. It was song so much. I listened to I listened to his rock <laughs> album. <laughs> like I listened to, I listened to everything Lil Wayne was dropping. I am not a human being. God damn, gangster grills. God damn, I can't feel my face. I used to listen to all that shit. No ceilings. Oh my god. I still run no ceilings to this day. But anyway, I was very hyped. He was super Very enthusiastic. The album dropped. in that same hour. <laughs> like, yes, sir, nigga. <laughs> with, with fire emojis. God damn it. Gotta listen to that little wheezy animal, man. <laughs> he was he was going there. I, 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 I skipped a few. So, there's some skippable tracks on it. I will sure say that. He's always had a few. Um, I can't run straight through, like, Carter 3. Carter 4 was okay. I had skipped a few tracks on that, so... It's 23 tracks, though. And he is spitting and staying on topic in his show. He's which definitely is, staying on topic. I like that he's told a couple stories. That's, that's all. Telling stories. Like, the Mona Lisa John is real shit. Like, I remember, nigga, one of my homies used to be playing on Tinder all the time and shit and on dating apps. I'm like, listen, bro. This just be lining niggas up. They have you thinking it's all good. And you bring them back to your crib, and 20 minutes later, they get a knock at the door, and the nigga will come in and and tie your ass up, nigga. So, please don't think you're meeting a... So, yeah. yeah. He's the guy that lied about his his name and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That was an excuse that somebody came to get a girl to set him up. That's why he lied about everything. But it still came to his place, though. I mean, that's what that was my whole thing, dog. I'm where you you telling me this? Where I'm where you lay your head? What are you talking about? It don't matter what name you really tell me. Like it don't matter. I know where you sleep. Like what are you talking about? So what's going to change different? Your address is still going to be the same. No matter what name you told me. That was stupid. Oh, remember on Sprung when she went through it? Y'all saw the movie Sprung? Clyde Henderson, Clyde Henderson. She got Clyde Henderson. This <laughs> day. <laughs> Clyde Henderson. <laughs> the only reason I was screaming was the hope you would find a hole, which you 
never did. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I went too far. That shit was funny. That was my movie. You, did, you, you had so many movies. You had so many movies. Right? <laughs> you know, I used to I watch this. I was my friend watching the Max the other day. He, like, going oh, no, work, go, for work. Go work for work. Any yeah. black exploitation, like, That's movie, every single one. He'll be like, yeah, they about to. And then, uh, uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> The Mac is the Mac shit, is though. Shit. It is. Yeah, that's the shit right Call there. Shade tree, nigga. Shade tree, nigga. He said, nigga, you, you want to get into some gangster <laughs> shit. <laughs> you want to die, nigga? Oh, that's my shit. Richard Pryor. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yo, what was we talking about? Lil Wayne. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Hell of a tangent. But, um, yeah, you got Clyde Henderson. <laughs> like you gonna invite me? Tell me the wrong name and bring me to your home. It just, just don't make no sense. You could at least have a hotel. Oh man. Shit, you get fifty dollars. Never mind. Yeah, especially if it's after one o'clock. Yo, did you ever talk to the boy again from Revolutions? Not revolutions, the but the, the chauffeur. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. I meant to tell you. I meant to tell you. I meant to tell you. He's been texting me, but it's just been empty conversation. What you doing me to fuck to death? Uh, <laughs> like you killing me, Smalls. Like he never asked for another date or anything. He just be like, Dude, "What you doing?" He's still checking your temperature. Yeah. He is, but it's uh, stop. You can check it a different way. Like there are other things to say than what you doing. What you doing is never a good pickup on. Huh? Yeah, what you doing me to death? I hate it. You gotta send you a picture. That's the movie that starts not a picture of him, like a beam or some shit. Yeah, like send me, send me a meme, like really. That's it. That's funny. So you do it. Selling this game, baby. It's not for free. Send me a funny meme. Something about the universe. He wouldn't ever send me anything about the universe. See, you got two men. I'll teach y'all something. Yeah, man. Well, whatever. But yeah, back to the Carter Five. So I was hyped about that. No. Segue I mean, off into uh, to Kanye though, because he pump faked the shit out of us. Kanye. I don't think he pump faked this. I'm gonna let y'all speak y'all mind man. Since no, go ahead. Me. No, you guys might as well go first. So, I loved everything he said except the bullying shit. No, I'm not even talking about that. I was talking about pump faking with the album. I ain't even oh, go over it. Oh, go ahead. You can go with, go go with the rant, SNL yeah, rant though. Yeah, I don't fuck that. Because I can't come in two days before I, I need you know, to prepare my mind. But uh, no, that's an element. Besides him, bullying for me is a sensitive subject. I think the word is used too lightly. Because I feel like I was bullied. And it's always by girls. Three different girls bullied the shit out of me. <laughs> but that's what I never heard of. I don't like that he's bullying. I guess I can, Kanye is a sensitive guy. So I can understand why he might feel that way. Interpreted that. But uh-huh, yeah. Exactly. But the words he said about him wearing the MAGA hat, love, we need to try love, all that, I was here for all that. Like, I really, I don't need Kanye to switch up his feelings about Trump. That don't do nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, it's, don't. Don't buckle. Because then it don't, yeah, don't buckle and then don't make it seem fake. Because if he was to switch it up, that was like, no, nigga. he wasn't feeling that way yesterday. Go like, all I, I really can't tune into that. I can't subscribe to that. So I really like that he, 
he kept his square, stayed on his square, and was honest about his truth. You know what I mean? That's I don't, all you asked for. And then he swept away into my fucking song. That's my fucking song. <laughs> yeah, I know. I no. feel free. Uh, we still the kids we used to be. I put my hand on the stove. Speak your truth. Like if you feel type of way, feel type of way. Uh, bullying, you know, choose a different word for me. But you know, I dig it. I don't know how many fights I ain't been in, so I just probably feel bullied. <laughs> nah, I, I beat up everybody that tried to bully me. Can't beat up girls. I did beat this one girl at Anderson Elementary School. I took her shoe and I beat her with that shit. So can't yeah. fuck with me. Yeah, I beat up everybody. Tracy. I beat up two girls that tried to bully me. When I was a kid, I was like five years old. She used to torment me. I mean, like, it was some shit. These girls on my block when I was five years old, never forget it. They used to fucking swing. I'm still cool with them to this day. They were sisters. And they used to circle me. And one to hit me, I turn around and hit one. I want to hit me, bull. And they turn, dog, that shit drove me crazy. So they was dipping on me and shit. Nah, nigga. When I caught them one by one, though, I caught one, one, nigga, what? He proud of it too, <laughs> We was five. I didn't get my man strength yet. I caught one in my man crib. Actually, we was so young, but I just realized we orchestrated this shit because it was a setup. I was like, all right, invite her over like she's going to play with your sister. And then I'm going to come out the closet and I'm going to whip her ass. Got her. Right in his crib. Caught her sister on the side of the crib. Of course, what they go do, they tell my mom that I beat him up or whatever. Oh, got my ass yeah. whipped, nigga. I got that whole story. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know how it all went down, but I remember this. That's why I got my ass whipped, though. But no, literally, everybody, because that was my, when I was a kid, like, we lived in the projects, like, listen, you either going to be a wolf, a nigga's going to feed on you. You know what I mean? And I was always this, like, trying to be friends with everybody and shit. Like, I ain't never used to want to fight, but motherfuckers would pick you. Like, all right, well, <laughs> I'm going to whip your fucking ass real quick or I'm going to pick with you and it's going to be a fight. So when niggas would pick with me, i flip the fuck out and whip their ass and we'd be cool after that. But anyway, that was the only time I beat up girls, though. After that, I was pretty cool. But Pretty cool. <laughs> but as far as bullying and goes like that, I hate bullies. I never did. But the Kanye thing. I did agree with most of what he said. I can't front either. He touched on that the groupthink thing, mm-hmm. where everybody just wants to yeah. say what's comfortable and what's going to get the mm-hmm. applause. Nobody's going to challenge us. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to challenge us to think a little bit different, and I don't think we grow that way by not thinking different. Just, just fill it up. Take it to the ray. Take it to the ray. Oh, we said yeah. splash. You, you gotta go. take it to the ray. There right. you go. That's a smidge. <laughs> this is a smidge? Yeah, that's, that's a shot. Smidge. That's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Smidge. smidge for a drinker. Smidge for a drinker. <laughs> that's a smidge for a drinker. Um, I still wouldn't wear the MAGA hat, though. But at the same time, I'm not gonna bully him into not wearing the MAGA hat. If that's how he felt, that's what you do. But I just want people, like, I literally want people to challenge everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't just believe that we should all look at things or think the same. And there is a message in everything. Mm-hmm. Even some negative shit. That's why I hate the whole political spectrum of parties and shit like that. It's just right oh, or wrong. Like, I'm pro-right. <laughs> what I feel is right for all humans. Like, I don't get how we can't agree on shit like that. Yeah, and political it's always kind of really It's just tricky. conflicting. Like, we just have to pick a side. But they had conflicting views on certain things, and thus they were created, right? I don't know, man. It's, it's, 
I hate politics. Just because it just gives me a headache just trying to figure all this shit out. But I can have friends that are Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. And clearly she agrees. She came in with the bright red hat. Not all day. This says Martin. Just <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all can't see, this says Martin. The podcast, you just cannot see. It says and Martin. Bright red, but I did call him Martin. Yeah, this is fly. Right hand, so it's super right hand. Projecting onto you. Send me the link. 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 I do agree. I agree. Are we free thinkers? How judgmental are we on other people's opinion as far as being receptive to Um. This is where I break down as a free thinker, guys. I am very judgmental of other people's opinions. Um, I'm. I don't. I have no tolerance for dumb shit. <laughs> um, literally, my cousin. So last week she was talking about my tolerance of how she wishes it was better. She was like, "Your tolerance is here, Shay. It seems to be like this, like little, just a little bit better. Like it's really tight." But I just, I don't have tolerance for stupid shit. It's not even that I'm going to judge you, but fam, I'm not going to sit around and listen. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not going to entertain it. And I don't, sometimes what I need to do better with, and I think what will help everybody, if everybody did this, instead of just, like, when people say dumb shit, and I'd be like, mm, yeah, don't want to deal with it. Yeah. I'll just shut down. Like, I'm not even going to talk to you about it. So you just shut a person out if they say something you don't like or you don't agree with? Yeah, for the moment. I mean, it could be like a really good friend too. Like if you say something, I just be like, oh, you know, I'm just go get a drink or do something else at the moment because I don't even feel like processing this while you're here with me. I need to be by myself, and then I can come back and maybe we can talk about it. But if you say the same shit again, I'm gonna have to shut it down entirely, and now we can't even have that part of our friendship anymore. Where's the the correctiveness without judgment? Can you correct without... Is correcting somebody's judgment, passing judgment, or just giving them perspective? I don't think if you're correcting, like... Well, you can't... I don't know if correct is the right word to use, right? Because if it's abstract stuff, what's correct and what's not? But if it's something that is... It's a concrete thing, I don't think that correction is judgment. I think correction is for the betterment yeah, of yeah, society. Yeah, I got you. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can do that as well. I can correct people. It might not come out nice. So that's also something I have to work on. Right. Part of the reason why I've been able to excel at my job was because I have gone the opposite direction of you. I used to be very much like that. I had no time for the fuck shit. But now, I have some time for the fuck shit. (laughs) Because stuff that I gotta listen to, I don't have to listen. That's the part of my thing, but what I teach my my own workers is let a person vent Mm -hmm. to kind of get yourself in. That's, you know, how to build a little bit of rapport. If I don't have to build a rapport, then no, I don't have time for the fuck shit. But for the most part, I do want to hear and try to have an open mind to other people's opinion because I want to challenge my thoughts. <clears throat> but my natural instincts is to not give a fuck about mm-hmm. anything you're talking about. Like, I can so easily go to another place in my mind, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't think I have no desire to do it, but I think I can spend being in work for 30 days and not go crazy. Like, I can go somewhere the fuck else and just be completely fine. And you can just be just fucking talking to me. <laughs> that's, I think that's, a, you that's a manpower. <laughs> I think that's a manpower 100%. Because sometimes a motherfucker be talking to me and I didn't hear shit. I don't know why I didn't hear shit they said. 
But it's just like, yo, I totally I was gone. And then motherfucker was like, you know what I'm saying? Then you come back. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you just fucking wild. go. <laughs> Like sometimes, yeah, no, sometimes reach me walking up like you ain't here. Shit, I said, did you? No. <laughs> I don't know. I this is my man's house, <laughs> but don't take it personal. But absolutely not, dog. That shit is real. It's a thing. So one of the things I teach my workers is to to multitask. Put yeah. that shit on speaker and proceed to do whatever the fuck you're doing. Just pay slight enough attention. Pick up on the keywords. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up on the keywords. No, Conversational triggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really, and then just keeping me in here because mm-hmm. I've had people check me on it. Like, you ain't hear nothing. So I said, no, you said da 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 and da 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 and da da da. I knew that these were key things. They were Cliff notes. You with your keys in your last statement. Right, cliff notes. Oh, wait, I, I don't know what the fuck you said prior to anything. I can't this put is... it all together before <laughs> yeah. the thought of this what is... you're actually saying. Here's the abridged version of the conversation. Spark notes. On Spark notes, exactly. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> the in moment conversation, yeah. like that's a problem, guys. I I I I learned to listen to people selectively as well. Um, as far as people's opinions go, I don't let them move me anymore. I literally have my people that I have my picks of people that I can listen to mm-hmm. indiscriminately. Meaning, even if you do say, like you're a person that I do listen to, even if you're saying some shit that sounds dumb at the beginning, I'll hear you out. And then we can talk it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like other people, like they'll give me their opinion on some shit. Like for real, that's crazy. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like that's it's just crazy. like I, I don't really, exactly. I don't really like give them a sense that I agree or disagree. Is more of a that's how you feel. That's, that's just me. how you that's feel. Fine. I'm gonna let you have those thing. feelings. Go home with it, you know what I'm saying? And I wish you well with it because even if I engage that opinion, it's just going to be a conversation I don't feel like having with you and you seem a little far gone on the subject, so. Also, I think one of the issues could be that I'll oftentimes, if I know a person enough or if I can read their energy in a way, I can gauge if you're somebody that's even going to listen to what I have to say. That too. Or you ready to receive it. Yeah, if you're ready, if you're if you're not Can in a you place where you're ready to receive it, why am I I'm wasting my time? time? Why am I wasting my time? If, if over three rallies, maybe even four rallies, rally being the back and forth, mm. over like four rallies, it's clear to me that you're really not even here to hear what the fuck I have to say. I'm out. Yeah. I am so if you're ninety gun, not here, but. you know what I'm saying. I give you the game. I tell you the truth, my truth, and. But I don't know, some people are just lost. But then think about it like that. Like if you're Shay, if you're not going to give anybody the time, what if they're not tuning in to what you're saying? They won't give you the time. Maybe just you're just wasting your time. You're both wasting your motherfucking time. Some people, people a lot of people are like that. That's the, this is why I don't fuck it. What you gotta say? They just wanna talk. Yes. I and talk. I, I meant so <laughs> Facebook has been my training ground. <laughs> I, I, give, I, don't I, don't know, the make, I don't even know if I'm actually mm-hmm. a much listener I care about anymore, people. but I used to be like a really good listener. I just used to sit and listen to people because for whatever reason, like I was like the dump truck of things and people would say stuff and I would just be like, yeah, listen. And they wouldn't, like it wasn't, and I knew that they weren't talking to me because they wanted me to respond. I knew that they weren't talking to me. They want to let it they, off. They just wanted to let it off. Some people just need to let it off. And I was always, for whatever reason, the person that people would let it off to when I was just like, cool. But you don't, you ever took on somebody's burden, like, as far as their feelings behind also, the situation? I have to protect myself that's, because I am that's an where... empath. I have to protect myself. Some things that people say to me, I take 
and it's it, it goes beyond me like it goes into this process of like getting ingrained in me and I despite me fighting it despite like my efforts to not let it happen it happens anyway so I kind of got to protect myself so if you coming at me with some dumb shit fam it's going to get all in my membrane and I don't mm-hmm. really want that so I don't want to deal with it and it's no I don't mean to be mean I don't mean to make you feel slighted in any way but I'm protecting my energy in this process as well because I have to because you're not because you're the one that came at me with the dumb shit to start with you didn't care about my energy you didn't I'm glad you said that. No. Well, does that mean, is that why it's easier for us to accept what Kanye said? Because we're willing to hear him out. Where most motherfuckers, we tune out. And we don't care to receive any of their information. I think for me, it was that I respected that he maintained his position. After gaining all the information that we believe him to have gained least in the public forum. I like that he maintained his position. Mm-hmm. Spoke in a different way mm-hmm. and maintained his position. Because I don't got to change my mind. I like what I like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I like people that everybody don't subscribe to. <clears throat> I think it was his key words. His key words. Love. Love mm-hmm. ones. Like love. You know, like that's that's a trigger for me. Love yeah. is a trigger. Yeah, of course. And especially when you're trying to spread it. Like yeah. it makes me get into what you're if saying. You, if you come with love, then you can't really fight. If somebody's coming, if they say I come with love and proceed to whip your ass, it's still hard to be mad at this person <laughs> for saying I'm <laughs> doing this with love. <laughs> but love me. That's if you, you come did. with love, it's easier oh, just to receive some shit. <laughs> like I did this because I loved you. But as far as <laughs> as far as guy you go. I think the message was easier to receive because we were willing to hear him out. Mm-hmm. Some motherfuckers, we'd have shut that shit down sure. before he even got the words out. And like you said, even him rolling into a song you liked made you like what he said even more because that was another really trigger. Delivery. His delivery. So, with, yeah, behind that though, yeah, the love part is what kind of made it easier for me to digest. It's like it's not coming from a place of ignorance, it's not even coming from a place of super political. Mm-hmm. It's just more of pushing people to think a little bit deeper as that post was pushing us to think deeper into being better people. Right. Like, pushing people into thinking how can we kind of be better and be more productive or get along better as a society. Yeah, and, so but it's, it's, it's never... We just... When all the old people die... What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? That hold on to that hold on to the beliefs of the past. I think we'll be better off. Like the like y'all saying the millennials come along. I know it's a crazy thought. But when you know, because you know, traditions are broken when the people that can carry it dies. I mean, you know, like the NFL owners, when all these 90-year-old owners die off, their kids were raised in a world that was a little more inclusive. We can't expect, again, I didn't call people faggots in the past. I will say it out loud. I've, I used to call, I called my friends faggots. Not because they were gay, but because they were doing some shit I considered fag shit back then. Before I realized or became more conscious of, you know, the gay community and how things affect people in certain ways. So I've changed my behavior. I modified that. But we were born in a world that was, we grabbed asses in the past. 
We had to adjust our behaviors. Mm -hmm. But the world we were born in, so we still have a hard time as a society, not saying us as a group here, but as a society accepting some of these ideas, not even talking about shit from racism in the past, but just the idea of not being able to group women no more in parties without getting me too or back in the 80s at that. Or <laughs> or without calling to do the fag, without getting bashed by gay, or um just saying that you're a homo, what you call it? Homosexual? No, uh, a person that hates homophobic. homophobic. Like without you know being slight dragged by that community, like we're adjusting to that, and they are racist. <laughs> They've probably been racist up until they were twenty five. That are now ninety. That are saying, wait, you can't call them niggers no more. You can get fined and lose your team? What? I literally talked to a woman at my job that walks around with a Confederate purse and spits racial shit out from time to time. And she's looking at us like, who's the problem? Like, you can't say no, this shit anymore? I respect <laughs> What's that the big person, deal? No, I respect that person more than I respect the person that, like, is fully aware of it and does it anyway. You respect the ignorant person. I, I, I Ignorance is an I excuse. Can. I can say that. If you don't know, you don't fucking like, know. Like, that obliviousness to the fact that it, like, that is a problem, so, I can, I, I can When we look at the NBA the owner, part. what's his name? That was astonished that he got in trouble. He was shocked. If you look at, he was like, "That's not okay." Like, they live in a so like, there these traditions can only be carried by the people that were born and lived through them and were a part of it. And once we die, you know, people won't be saying the f bomb so casually in conversations no more. Like, people won't casually grab ass. As no, what I'm saying is they're. They're not going oh, up yeah. where it was normal. Yeah. yeah. Like the that F bomb. I'm not talking about the now. yeah. The, <laughs> the, the, the the maggot. The maggot bomb. You can you you know, that's not casual in these kids' conversations. They're not gonna be they're growing up in the Mitsu era where they're not gonna be casually grabbing these kids are still gonna have to deal with hormones that we did, but they're not gonna be casually grabbing ass as much because they're getting more than detention for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, whatever world that they grow up in is going to be different than the world that we grew up in. Therefore, they won't have to adjust to the things we did. No telling what shit social issues they're going to deal with then. But what I'm saying is all the old people got to die in order for racism to really, really, you know, get them out of the fabric of America. Try love. Try love. love. People, (laughs) people what are we going to title this episode? Don't say nothing about old people dying. Old people gotta die. I mean, let's just, yeah. Bang. 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 That's what it is. Is it old people gotta die? Old people gotta die. Can we get a revision around? You just don't want him to write that. OPGD. Old people gotta die. Or can we say old people gotta die? Question mark. <laughs> Everything's a question. <laughs> no, it ain't a question to me. I know I kind of agree with you. No, I get it. Old people gotta die. It's a thing. Like people be old people. I know. I, that's why I. That's why better old people. But and then the next generation be better old people than us. Yeah, but you know, but that's that's literally how life progresses. You just get better and better. With time, old people. We're just learning how to treat each other. We all still have to die though, as old people. Everybody got a date. 
Yeah. I'm saying racism dies when enough racists die. Yeah. Anything else, y'all? Uh, <laughs> Note the end on. All right. Everybody remember that. It's important for old people to die. For anything to change. For real change. Not so much for young people. Let's keep letting young people alive. Let's be better old people so we don't gotta die. Right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ransom Tages Podcast. Take them out with that. We hope we gave you that quality, quality, quality. Oxymoronic flow that 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 sharpen that dull. Remember, oxymoron in and of itself is an oxymoron. Yes. And that is what this podcast is about. And as we always say, check those two fingers like a player. Peace. 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 Love y'all.